Well, for the second time in a week, we're talking with Chase Goodbread of the Tuscaloosa News. Chase, we were hanging out in Kansas City last week outside of Arthur Bryant's. And I was asking you questions about Will Anderson. You gave me some great answers. I imagine you're going to add to the superlatives we've heard about Will Anderson. I mean, everything we saw on the field, and let's just stick with on-field stuff right now, expectations of Will Anderson as a rookie and expectations of him long-term. What do you see? I think he makes an impact right away as a rookie. I don't think he is in any way a developmental guy a project guy you don't pick first of all you don't pick a guy number three if, if that's what you're looking at but uh I, I think he delivers i really do he is uh he's got the quickest first step as a pass rusher uh of any pass rusher i can recall at least in nick saban's era and there have been quite a few as you know he can get the offensive tackle in a bad position very, very quickly. He can play with power. Uh, he's better off with speed and quickness. Uh, there there are some times when uh, he goes with the bull rush and gets swallowed up. So it's not a situation where he's running tackles over. But in terms of getting around him or going inside with an inside move and using his, his hands, he's an advanced player when it comes to technique and that sort of thing. I, I think he makes a, a pretty big bang for the Texans right out of the gate. In the long term, I mean, obviously, if he's doing that initially, great things coming in the, in the years to come for the Texans, you think, right? Yeah, you can only expect that. I mean, anybody makes an impact short term, you expect it long term as long as they stay healthy. And to that point, Anderson's been a healthy player. He's he's not been a guy who's, who's been injured at Alabama. As a matter of fact, I mean, he's had some nicks here and there, but he's been a, a regular starter for two-plus years. He really kind of started taking over as a full-time starter, I think, in the second half of his freshman year. And from then on, he, he didn't miss a game, really. So he, he's, he's everything Houston's looking for, I think. Now, you've been around the block. You're in Tuscaloosa right now. You've covered stuff for the NFL.com website. You've been in Jacksonville before that, and I'm leaving other places out, I'm sure. So you've seen some things. What you saw Thursday night with the Texans going Stroud at two and then making the move up to Will get Will Anderson at three, did that surprise you at all, or did that just make all the sense in the world, or was it somewhere in, in between? I think what's shocking about it is that they end up with back-to-back -back picks that high, right? I mean, you see teams move up all the time. You know, one that comes to mind going back, I guess, quite a few years now. You know, the Falcons made that big jump to move up and get Julio Jones, a, a, an Alabama player. I, I think they jumped up somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 spots to make that move. Houston didn't come up that far, but for already having the number two pick and then falling into the number three pick, yeah, it's extremely unusual. I'm a draft fan, and for nine years, it was my job. I can't recall, and I'm sure it's happened. I can't recall the last time a team managed to end up with back-to-back -back picks in the top five. Yeah. It was Washington in the late 90s, but they didn't they didn't orchestrate that you know draft weekend. It kind of fell their way with, was it, uh, it was Samuels and Arrington or vice versa? Anyways off the field leadership wise who this guy is we've you know we've heard comparisons to Julio Jones CJ Mosley Minka Fitzpatrick as far as being folks who you know have that much of an impact in the locker room and have that leadership role that jives with what you've you've seen I'm guessing correct 
Yeah, Anderson's as big a leader as Alabama's had. Uh, he and Bryce Young were kind of the heartbeat of the locker room for Alabama these last couple of years. Alabama did not have any opt-outs for the Sugar Bowl, uh, which is somewhat surprising because they weren't playing for any sort of a championship. Yeah. They haven't gotten knocked out of the playoff. The guy who was kind of the tip of the spear in the locker room for making sure there were no opt-outs was Will Anderson. He kind of pulled the team together, and it wasn't just him. There were some veteran players, young certainly among them, who kind of pulled the team together and said, look, we're going to, you know, this season didn't work out the way we wanted. We've lost two games. We're not in the college football playoff, but let's finish this thing right. Nobody bail, and nobody bailed. And Anderson, if I'm not mistaken, was the first guy to come out and say, I'm playing in the Sugar Bowl. And not publicly either. I'm, I'm talking about within the team. Mm -hmm. And I think to a large extent, that spurred some other guys to say, well, if Will's playing, I'm playing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that that kind of gives you a little bit of a peek into what kind of leader I think he could be. He's also a permanent team captain for Alabama. Right before the draft, uh, he went to Alabama's spring game and uh, permanent team captains stick their hands in cleats and wet cement so they're immortalized forever as permanent <laughs> Alabama team captain so yeah if he's not a leader in that locker room uh, I could promise you everybody in in Alabama will be uh, quite surprised you know we saw some leadership last year from Christian Harris linebacker for the Texans before that Alabama and now he's got a guy who was one of his best friends in college in I'm sure Anderson but really in Henry Toto, the linebacker that the Texans flip around and take, another Alabama linebacker, another team captain. I don't know that he's a permanent captain like you're talking about, but there's some cool gifts on, on the web of Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and Henry Toto walking down a tunnel. Those guys are leaders. Let's go back to what I, what I started with. On the field, Toto, what does he bring? What sort of value does he bring to the Texans' defense? Because he's a guy who came in after transferring from Tennessee and – was starting from day one right right he was he was a big part of Alabama's defense he's not the greatest playmaker in the world and that's why he went in the fifth round we'll, we'll go mm -hmm. ahead and start we'll go ahead and start with that I don't think he's as good an athlete as Christian Harris but he is a leader as you said he's a very smart guy Nick Saban had him calling the defense from the middle linebacker position for the entire front seven so pre-snap he's extremely intelligent and he will make some plays here and there, don't get me wrong, but athletically, he's not Will Anderson, he's not Christian Harris, but he is a guy who's going to figure out the defense very quickly, and he's he's going to understand his role, he's in the right position all the time, made a lot of tackles at Alabama, just not a ton of big plays, right, and mm -hmm. sometimes scheme has as much to do with that as the player because you, you play the role that you're asked to play. And on top of that, I think Henry is going to be a, a good special teams player for the Texans as well. So he should be uh, bring that as a, as a positive also, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how he kind of develops in that defense. So one of the smarter players you've ever been around. Very smart. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. I, I think he's a little better at running around blocks than running through them. You know, he he'll miss a tackle here and there, but the guy uh, he's got a good understanding for what the offense is trying to do. He's pretty solid in pass coverage as well. So he definitely brings some some skills to the Texans. Whether or not he brings them together well enough to jump on the field right away, that's harder to say. He probably falls a little bit more into that developmental category that we were talking about 
uh, maybe for year two or year three, as opposed to making a, a big splash his rookie year. Hey, let's wrap with this. What from John Mechie pre-knee injury did you see that had you really optimistic about what he could do in the NFL? Exceptional route runner. Good athlete, very good hands. I, I thought his route running was the best thing about his game at Alabama. He really knows how to set up corners at the top of the route. When he stems, he's got a way of just shaking guys. And, you know, I, I think he kind of got lost. When he came to Alabama, you got to keep in mind, when, when he got to Alabama, he was stuck behind the best foursome of college receivers that I think's ever been on one team. They had Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddell, and, uh, and Jerry Judy, right? <laughs> so he, he, he came in behind that, those four, kind of had to wait his turn, right? Right. And uh, when, when those guys finally phased out and made their way into the NFL, uh, he, he finally got his chance to shine, and, and uh, he, he did exceptionally well. I, I, his last year at Alabama, had he not gotten hurt, they, they probably would have had a better chance against Georgia in that, in that national championship game. He, he made that much of a difference. But Mechie, is, I, I think he's going to do very well once he gets himself right with his health issue. Well, Chase, we really do appreciate the time. Have fun at the Jason Isbell concert. Have fun looking at that nice Star Trek wall behind you. I hope we catch up with you again down the line. All right, Drew. Live long and prosper. 